0: Thank you. Welcome, everybody, to the 5280 Nuggets Fast Break Podcast, part of the Rocky Mountains Sports Network. I'm your host, Jacob Burke, and we are currently presented by Nobody. Uh, today's show, we're going to talk about how the Nuggets were able to top the Boston Celtics at home, breaking their 20-0 home record to an end. Uh, we do apologize I haven't been able to. Beyond the last few days, uh, I've been sick, as you might be able to tell. But today is going to be a solo show, um, so yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, so the Nuggets beat the Celtics one hundred two to one hundred in just a fantastic game from both teams. A very defensive and uh, intense game, I would say. It, it was wasn't quite the playoffs, but It had a little bit more uh, zest to it than a typical regular season game. Uh, One of the key indicators of that was the rotation that Michael Malone decided to roll out, uh, basically bringing the rotation down to about seven uh, guys with Reggie Jackson and Peyton Watson off the bench with 20 minutes apiece. Uh, he did sprinkle Justin Holiday and Christian Brown in there for two and five minutes respectively. But uh, as you can see, this was maybe a, a preview, a first preview of what our playoff rotation might look like uh, with Gordon staggering uh, being that big off the bench um, and a lot of minutes from the starters, uh, all of which logged more, uh, 36 minutes or more in this game. Uh, But it was a, like I said, a good game on both sides. And I felt like this was, you know, being on national television, the national, uh, you know, media members did kind of hype it up like, hey, is this a potential finals matchup, which, you know, it very well could be. Uh, And I, I always take these games with a grain of salt because they are an Eastern Conference opponent and. We'll deal with the finals when we get there. But it was nice to see at least a preview just because of the rotations and because of the intensity of what it might look like. And before, you know, I was worried about whether the Nuggets would match up well with Boston, with them playing kind of a five-out system with Perzingis and what the adjustments might look like. But we kind of saw some in this game uh putting Jokic on drew holiday at times uh the different switching that they were doing uh it was really interesting that he showed his hand so much in a regular season game but i come out of this game thinking you know if we were to see them in a finals matchup i would like our odds i think we actually match up better than i thought you know Przingis burned the nuggets in the first quarter hitting three or four from three, getting 15 points. And it was clear, I think, in a, in a playoff matchup, I don't think Jokic guards Perzingis very much. Um, but it is interesting with the cross-matching going on, if the Celtics would be able to figure that out. Uh, it was a pretty close game. Uh, you know, at halftime, the Celtics had uh, a decent lead, but... The Nuggets came out of the third quarter and upped their defensive intensity, holding them to 21 and 18 points in the third and fourth quarters. And, of course, I'm burying the lead here because Jokic and Murray went playoff style, basically with 35 points from Murray, 34 from Jokic. And both of them, you know, Jokic, we kind of take for granted. He's almost always efficient. Uh, He went 14 for 22, but Murray went 15 for 21. And hit uh, 70-plus percent of his two-pointers. He was just on fire in this game. He commanded the floor when he was on there without Jokic. And it was just, you know, Jamal's a a gamer. And that showed. And I think it also showed us, I don't know if Celtics have any... I mean, we didn't see a ton of Drew Holiday on, on Murray... And I would expect in the in the finals, that would probably be the primary matchup. It'd be interesting to see if they would ever consider putting Tatum on him. Because I think Tatum, I, I think Murray will will cook in a series against Drew Holiday. I think Drew Holiday is still a great defender and makes him work for it. But to me, the way you guard Murray is, is size. And Drew is a big guard, no doubt, and one of the best. Perimeter defenders, but I just really like the looks that Murray got. Peyton Pritchard is not somebody that would be able to be played in the playoffs against the Nuggets. Um, and so that second unit staggered, it, you know, Murray just destroyed them in it. And that, you know, with a combined, what is that, 69 points from Jokic and Murray, I, there's just nothing they could do. Brown, you know, shot really inefficiently. KCP's defense in this game really stood out along with Aaron Gordon's. And I think our, just our team defense in general. Everybody was in the right spot. Everybody rotated. Everybody took their switches and defended with pride. And that's what you saw in that second half is we can clamp down the, I believe, is it the second uh, – best offense in the NBA. Th- They're third currently. And, it's, and I, I think the nuggets can still generate great looks coming down the stretch against these guys in, in any, in the in series. So I was really encouraged from when I, I used to have a lot of doubts, mostly because we haven't seen them yet. Uh, but I was I was really encouraged by how locked in we were and the schemes that we came up with which is a credit to Michael Malone and his training staff. Now this is just one game so I don't want to you know overblow it. I I mean it the Celtics were 20 and 0 at home for a reason. They're just fantastic at home. You know, they have the, like I said the third best offense, second best defense. Uh, and that carries home really well. And this is probably like one of the toughest games you can have in the NBA is a home game at Boston. So we'll see in this next game it, how the coaches adjust to compared to last game. There might be no adjustments. It might play out kind of similar. I, I would I shouldn't say no adjustments. There'll be some adjustments, but I don't know if the coaches are going to be willing to be like, okay, let's now show our our next few adjustments we would do because we probably want to save that and not show it to not just Boston, but other teams around the league like the Clippers and OKC and and the Timberwolves. But if we can play as good a defense as we did against them at home, and I don't think we need nuclear nights from Jokic and Murray. Obviously, that was very playoff-esque, but – you know, that came with Aaron Gordon having two points, Caldwell Pope having five points. Porter was, he was efficient. He went five for nine, although only one for four from three, but he got eight boards and was active and he was part of that team defense and an important part of it guarding Porzingis at times. So it'll be interesting to see if they do some similar switching um, in this next game and cross matching with putting Jokic on somebody, but what i really want to see next game because really our two utility guys on defense are uh kcp and gordon and the celtics are one of the few teams where like yeah you can put them on their best players like if you put them respectively on jalen brown and jason tatum well you still got Derek white to have to to worry about porzingis can score on smaller guards he can obviously hit the three-pointer and then drew Drew seems a little different this year, but I still believe in Drew punishing the defense and making the right play. So I don't know how much we'll be able to get away with putting Jokic on Drew, but in the flow of that game, it seemed like the perfect kind of matchup. Drew didn't really have it that night. But Derek White just went off on us. I mean, he went five for 12 from three, so he took a ton of three-pointers. And... You know, Tatum went 9 for 24, was super inefficient. And Porzingis was really the only efficient, other efficient player uh, beyond their bench in this matchup. And so do we just let Derek White kind of work and focus on those guys? Can we see some more points from Gordon and Porter? Because obviously they've made a focus to take away some of Gordon's easy shots. They play just fantastic defense in general. So they're not going to have as many breakdowns at the rim as other teams do where you see Gordon kind of feast. But with, for me, like the Celtics are a feast or famine type of team with the amount of three pointers. They kind of, they kind of chuck three pointers to be honest. And they obviously take the most and they make the most. So it can work, but, It kind of reminds me of the Golden State teams, uh, the champion teams of the past, where, you know, when their shot wasn't hitting, what was going to happen? And they had other mechanisms to go to. And then when you have Kevin Durant as well in some of those years, you know, it doesn't matter if you're not hitting threes, he's going to be able to go and get you a high percentage two point shot. So in this game, we saw Tatum not handle those situations really well. And. They just didn't drive enough. So if they make an emphasis to drive more in this upcoming game, how does the Nuggets interior defense look? Because we adjusted in order to take the perimeter away, in my opinion. And they kind of let us off the hook with still just taking outside shots and not penetrating to the rim. So I want to see in this Nuggets home game, what does it look like when a team like the Celtics with so many perimeter options – decides if you're going to run off us off the line or run at us, we're going to constantly penetrate and, and be more aggressive towards the rim. That part does worry me a bit. But I really love Aaron Gordon on Tatum and KCP. I didn't think it would be a good matchup for KCP, to be honest. He gives up a lot of size. But KCP did a really good job of just showing his hands, making sure Tatum was thinking about the strip, not being able to get – clean moves off, um, you know, guard his dribble more and force Tatum into some tough shots. Like Tatum blew a layup, you know, going down the stretch uh, with four nuggets around him. And then obviously the last shot, I mean, he could have tried to drive on KCP, but that's just the type of pesky defense KCP was playing that night. Overall, just a fantastic game. Not enough can be said about the Jokic-Murray two-man game. It's funny ESPN throwing them up there with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and asking the talking heads, hey, what? who has the best two-man game in the NBA? Well, I mean, these guys just want a championship and actually operate on a mind meld. They may not have as much. I'd still argue that they have as much collective talent between the two of them as, a, as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, even though you – Might say Murray might be worse than than both those guys, but I think just the way that Murray's skills are augmented by Jokic and Jokic can really play with anybody and still dominate. It's just, it's some, it's greater than the sum of its parts, let's say. So, really good game and kind of shows me Nuggets still got it, man. Like, I, it's been a kind of a weird season, come out hot, get a little cold, people get injured, start to question, are Are they the same team as last year? Will we see the same intensity? But I think this game was just a clear sign that, okay, when we decide we're going to play really, really tough and we're going to shorten our rotation to playoff kind of minutes, they're going to be able to get it done against any team or have at least have a chance to. Um, and also last little shout out here is Peyton Watson. I, this guy is just continuing to grow every game. He takes on so many tough defensive assignments as well. And, you know, he, he was one of six from three, but I don't care. At least he took those shots. You know, he was a minus seven, the the bench didn't do well, but, just him being aggressive and having the confidence to take those shots now is what you need him doing so he can get better. And by the time the playoffs come around, you know, guys are going to make or miss. But do you want a guy taking a shot with confidence or shaky confidence? Because, yeah, he might miss. But if he's confident when taking it, it just ups your odds. And I think Watson is has that kind of – gamer in him where he's going to hit shots in the big moments Uh, might not be this year might be later in his career but i think that's the thing he wants um so yeah that's the celtics game i'll talk briefly about the wizards game here real quick obviously just a whole different feel than the celtics game not playoff intensity but you know it's kind of funny because Believe Scott Hastings asks you no know, Jokic in the post game on this Wizards game. Um hey, like, is there ever like an easy 40? And Jokic was like, there's no e- such thing as an easy two. And so he had 42, and Hastings was getting that was it made it look easy. We blow out the Wizards 113 and 104. You know, Malone was still calling a lot of rage timeouts. I think he's just angry that we we play so well against the Celtics and then play with our food against the wizards. But I mean, Jokic willed us to the game never being close, really, you know, Jokic or uh, Porter chipped in with 19 Marie had a inefficient 19 uh, and Gordon had 11 as well as KCP with 10. So it was kind of Jokic took the bulk of the points, Uh, but, the reason the rest of the stars had that much, and we, you know, it was a, it was somewhat of a blowout. It was kind of a ten-point game for most of the game. It was that the bench just didn't didn't really score well? Uh, only seven points off the bench. Let me make sure I got that right. That, I'm sorry, twelve points off the bench. In this one, uh, you know, Christian Brown struggled. Uh, Watson looked like he kind of got his minutes cut at some point i mean murray played 38 minutes i think it's too much i'm not really liking the stagger and he went seven for 23 from the field and a lot of those were him trying to take tough shots with the second unit too and i'm just i'm not sure if it's the best way to utilize him Uh, porter went 8 for 14, 19 points, 3 or three from 7 from the field, from 3-point range, and was just really solid. Uh, had some good defensive plays, got burnt on a few defensive plays. Uh, and, I mean, overall, the starters played well, and Jokic played all-world. So he, and he barely misses the triple-double with 42, 12, and 8. Of course, we really wanted that one against Washington, but uh, he's going to have a chance to get another one against a team he hasn't had one against in the Pacers in this next upcoming game. Uh You know, Reggie Jackson, to me, has kind of faded out a little bit. With Obviously, he had a really hot start to the season, but I'm starting to wonder if the Murray and Reggie minutes are a bit redundant with those two. I'd rather have one of the two of them with the ball in their hands and not the other guy spotting up. I know Reggie can be a good spot-up shooter, and I think in the playoffs that will be key. Uh, but when we're talking about, like, regular season usage and just trying to stack wins, you know, I, I, I'm i starting to feel like maybe R- Reggie and Jamal on the floor at the same time are kind of taken away from each other a little bit. There were a few passes tonight where it was nice that kind of murray gained a bunch of attention and swung it to reggie and reggie was able to attack a closeout and uh two on one and kind of make things happen more than maybe a christian brown or a Peyton watson did so i understand that aspect of it but then i mean those two guys are not great spot-up shooters either it'll be interesting to see how much this changes when Stroudler gets back it's kind of forgot about him a little bit, but, I mean, he's a big floor spacer for that unit. And I really like the stagger Malone went with tonight with uh, Porter out there with Murray. Uh, Porter seems to be pretty efficient most nights. And, I mean, he hit a a pull-up two with a a defender going under a screen on a pick-and-roll with the second unit. I'll take that look more often than like a Reggie Murray, tough ISO. Like I think there's some opportunities for them to generate average looks with Porter in there as a high usage guy and just play a ton of defense. Like I said Peyton Watson kind of got his minutes cut. That was more in the first half. He ends up playing only 12 minutes, but overall his 12 minutes ended up being kind of loud Uh. He had three blocks in this one, and each one you just he just felt it. He had a block on a fast break where Kispert just kind of had a layup. Watson erased it. Comes down the floor, catches the ball in the wing with a big switched onto him, kind of looks to pass, and then boom, catches the big off uh off guard, drives to the rim and gets uh and one where he bricked his free throw. But Watson is just showing flashes of just being an incredible two-way wing. And, yeah, I'm just continuing to be impressed with Watson. I'm not sure if there's anything else I want from him right now. I just want him to keep playing, getting through all the mistakes, uh, taking some shots. Like I said, you know, in in the Celtics game, he went one of six from three. Well, you know, he only took a handful of shots in this game, but it's okay because – his defense really mattered and his presence on fast breaks, when he decides to sprint down the floor, the defense reacts to it in a big way because that guy can finish so quickly on the fast break. Um, You know, Christian Brown still seems to be kind of in a rut too. So I just, I hope, you know, those two coming in together, they just need to pick each other up because they're going to be playing with each other a lot for a while. You know, I don't imagine the starting lineup going to change this year or next year. So you guys got two years where you guys are going to be playing a lot of minutes with each other on the floor. You, they need to push each other, pick each other up, get each other involved because those two guys being our wings in development are big. And, you know, Watson might have a higher ceiling, but, you know, Brown might have a higher floor Maybe you could say. I'm not sure if I completely agree with it, but yeah, I'm I'm not too worried about Christian. I think come playoffs time, he's going to be a dog and that's what we need him to do, but he's still looking shaky on offense. He's still catching the ball, not knowing quite what to do. And, you know, luckily tonight they survived, you know, they, uh, had decent minutes brown was a minus nine which was a team worst um but the bench overall minus four minus two it you know it it was solid enough to get the win especially when Jokic is a plus 20 which is just insane so that's kind of something you can expect from him in a lot of these kinds of matchups but Anyways, the next one is against the Pacers. We'll get to see Bruce E.V. again. Um, Fortunately, won't be able to see Halliburton. But, um, yeah, I hope for it to be a good game. And uh, I'm just excited that coming out of this weekend, I feel like I know with that matchup against the Celtics that the Nuggets are going to be for real come playoff time. uh, And they still have a lot of room to grow. I'm sure they're going to grow as the season goes on. So thanks everybody for tuning in to the 5280 Nuggets Fast Break Podcast, part of the Rocky Mountain Sports Network. Uh, And we'll see you next time.